I've been seeing it on Twitter. Is Lindy Ruff cooked or does he just not have much to work with? Also, some of the young guys are starting to develop and a couple of the uh, everyday players on the Devils roster should be a little nervous. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. If you haven't checked out the previous episode, please do so because I interviewed New Jersey Junior Titans assistant coach Kyle Shapiro yesterday. Some of you might remember him as the Devils emergency backup goalie back in January, so please pause this episode and go check it out if you haven't done so already. It's a bittersweet time for the Devils right now on the bitter side of things. We've been playing atrociously the past couple of games, and I don't know if I can witness this train wreck slash roller coaster any longer. We just lost to the Carolina Hurricanes 6-3, but on the sweet part of it, there's definitely a lot to look forward to and to go sort of in a gray area. I'm going to miss covering the Devils pregame, postgame, because this is the second season with me being a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and this is the first time that I've got to cover the Devils for a full 82-game season, because last year the season was only 56 games, and also come Monday when I have to start recording uh, next week's series of episodes, I'm going to be done with my undergrad years of college, so I will be a college graduate uh, come next week, and the Devils season will be over, so definitely an emotional time for me right now, but it's been fun. I don't know what the future has in store, but I'm excited to see where I go, where I end up, and also I'm excited to see how I can possibly grow this uh, this show in more ways of one. And one of the things that I did recently was uh, start a YouTube page, so please go subscribe to uh, my YouTube page if you haven't done so already. By the way, a giveaway will be announced in the next couple of days. I know it's been a long time coming. I did promise if I hit 100 subscribers that I would do a giveaway. Uh, forgive me, like I said, in the final semester of my undergrad years of college, so time has really not really been on my side right now. So just just uh, giving you guys that little bit of a warning giveaway will be announced in the next couple of days. So, OK, enough of the sentimental sappy stuff. Let's get right into today's discussion. So, like I said, the Devils uh, lost to the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of six to three. Now, I've seen a lot of things on Devils Twitter. I've seen that saying that um, Lindy Ruff is cooked. I, I've been seeing the frustration. I've been seeing the anger. I've been seeing just the overall displeasure of how the Devils have been playing the last couple of days and obviously the butt of the joke is that Lindy Ruff is cooked like I just said moments ago basically they're just saying that he's frazzled that he's out of his mind that he needs to go to a retirement home whatever the case might be I was talking to Jersey Joe uh, earlier in the day and he said that maybe we should really just have a, a an episode where he and I are just drinking margaritas because this has been a train wreck to watch these last couple of games this is not how I want the devil season to end however I'm gonna be honest with you guys I I did predict that the Devils would be uh, limping across the finish line after they lost Jack Hughes back in early April. I'm just surprised it didn't happen uh, much earlier than I anticipated. So I guess the overall question I'm trying to get at is, do I blame Lindy Ruff for this game? And to to you know put this into a better perspective, I'm not going to make this an episode as to whether or not I believe Lindy Ruff should be fired because we've been seeing reports come in left and right saying that 
there's basically a 50-50 chance that he'll be the Devils head coach next year. This is going to make the offseason that much more interesting. And obviously, the front office is going to have to sit down and look at all sorts of metrics, including how are the young guys developing under the guidance and tutelage of Lindy Ruff. You got to think, is Lindy Ruff going to be your long-term solution? Because it seems as though the Devils are starting to get their roster together. But if you keep Lindy Ruff, you're definitely going to have to make some changes to his staff because one or both are going to have to go. Let's just face the music here. So I would expect if Lindy Ruff keeps his job, then a few of his coaches are going to have to go. But like I said, I don't want to make this a full-fledged episode as to whether or not I believe Lindy Ruff should be fired or not. I want to focus on this game specifically. So do I think Lindy Ruff should uh, be blamed for this game? The answer to that is no. And I might be alone in this, but just hear me out for a second. You say that Lindy Ruff is cooked. You say he's frazzled. You say he should be put in a retirement home. He's seeing like green. He's seeing left and right, whatever the case might be. Well, quite honestly, guys, I would be sick on the bench too, because let's face it, like, let's look at the pregame, shall we? Nico Heizer, Thomas Tatar, P.K. Subban, all ruled out for the New Jersey Devils. Those are three key players that are not playing for us. And in addition to that, Jack Hughes, Jonas Siegenthaler, Jonathan Bernier are also not playing as well. So it's not like we have that many options. So when we're looking at the line combinations that was rolled out tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes, you got Jesper Brat. And then you got Jesper Boquist, and then you got Alexander Holtz, basically, you know, the Swedish line, if we want to call it the Swedish fish line. That's our top line. That's our top line. And then you got Sharon Govich, Mercer, Kokonen. Then for the third line, you got Foot, Zaka, Zetterlin. Then for the fourth and final line, you got VC, McLeod, and Bastion. Then for the defensive pairings, you got Graves and Severson, Ball and Hamilton, Smith and Ohotuk. So there's not really uh, a lot of options in terms of uh, just trying to execute against the top team in the Metropolitan Division because the Carolina Hurricanes are not just one of the best teams in the Metropolitan Division. They are the best team in the Metropolitan Division. They clinched the the, uh, first place spot in the Metro. So it's just like we're going up against the best team uh, in our division and we don't even have like half of our good players. Like I said, we don't have Nico Heizer. We don't have Thomas Tatar. We don't have P.K. Subban. We don't have Jack Hughes, Jonas Siegenthaler, Jonathan Bernier. So it's just like I'd be seeing red too if I'm Lindy Ruff just because there's not really many options to go to. So your best player out there uh, in terms of forwards is Jesper Brat. And then for the defensive side of things, you know, Graves can only do so much. Ball, Smith, uh, our young guy, Severson, you know, can give you offense here and there. And then Hamilton, he's kind of been taking a step backwards in terms of his overall development this season. So it's just like there's not really many uh, options for Lindy Ruff. So in this game, you know, can you blame Lindy Ruff? I don't really think so. I think that's a little unfair to him. And I feel as though in this sort of circumstance, you guys are making Lindy Ruff out to be the scapegoat because quite honestly, what else did you really expect? The Devils stood no chance against the Carolina Hurricanes because the Carolina Hurricanes are not just the best team in the Metro. They're one of the best teams in the NHL. So when you're rolling out that type of line combinations against the best team in in our division, what do you honestly expect? Do you expect us to pull off with the upset victory? I expected this kind of game. Doesn't make it any less painful. And I know my tweets don't do me justice, but at the same time, you you guys just got to look who was out for the New Jersey Devils. Who do we have to roll with? And Obviously, I'm glad that Alexander Holtz was finally called up once again to be given a couple more NHL reps before the end of the season. But at the same time, guys, you know, other than Jesper Brat, maybe Sharon Govich, 
uh, where's our offense going to come from consistently? And then on the defensive side of things, we're missing our most consistent defenseman. And we're also missing P.K. Subban, who also gives us some options on both ends of the rink. So I get the frustration towards Lindy Ruff. I really do because I've been frustrated with his overall execution as well. But you can't really blame Lindy Ruff for poor goaltending. You can't really blame him for, you know, just rolling with the guys that he has to work with. Like, these are the tools that he's been given. And unfortunately, some of these guys have little to no NHL experience, and they really just have to just make do with what they got. And I know this is a tall order going against one of the best teams in the NHL, but someone's got to play. And, you know, I I find it a a miracle that we were able to cut the lead in half late in the game, quite honestly. So I get this was probably one of the uh, poorest efforts from New Jersey Devils this season, but it was to be expected, quite honestly, I I didn't really expect much because, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes are rolling. They're about to go to the playoffs. They're going to try to compete for the Stanley Cup. And then you got like teams like the Florida Panthers just won the President's Trophy. So obviously, you know, there's a lot moving in the NHL right now. You got these top teams. They're just trying to coast to the playoffs. These games are meaningless to them. And I kind of expected this from the Carolina Hurricanes, which is they don't really see us much as a challenge. And Alex Javonsi tweeted this out. He said that the Carolina Hurricanes weren't even playing their best guys. And, you know, yet they were able to make the Devils look silly late in the game. And quite honestly, but they're the top team for a reason. And we're rolling with what I just listed, which is not a lot of options. So it's just like... Their worst is still better than our best at this current moment. So it would be different if Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer or Jonas Siegenthaler, it'd be different if one or two of those guys were on the rink and just competing. It would be a whole different story. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're missing so many pieces that we really stood no chance. Like there's no uh, offensive firepower. Jesper Brock can't really do it all himself. And, you know, he was able to tie Jack Hughes for most goals on the team. And to make matters worse, Jack Hughes hasn't played in a game since April 3rd. So, you know, the, uh, the, the goals route sort of for Jesper Brock a little bit. And so he can't really do it all by himself. Sharon Govich is kind of a wild card. You know, he's been picking up as the season has gone on. But at the same time, you know, do you really expect the offense to come from Sharon Govich? Uh, Mercer, Zaka, I I really don't know. Like we're like I said, guys, we didn't have that many options to compete with the Carolina Hurricanes. So once again, I don't blame Lindy Ruff for this particular loss, and uh, this should definitely go into consideration when you guys want to blame Lindy Ruff. Well, you know, you only have one more game to do so if the Devils have a poor effort. But you know, take this into consideration. Look what Lindy Ruff has to work with. Do you honestly expect the Devils to? just do what they did like back in uh, early January and just have this, you know, firepower of an offense. I really don't expect it because we're missing our best player in Jack Hughes. So I really don't know what you expect from uh, the the team that we had to roll out against, uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes because I get it doesn't make it any less painful, but at the same time, that's what we were given and that's what we had to work with. And the results showed that uh, the Carolina Hurricanes knew how to take care of us. So I don't think that's anything to be bad at Lindy Ruff for. And you can't blame Lindy Ruff for uh, piss poor goaltending either because Andrew Hammond has been atrocious. Once again, I don't know why he can't repeat what he did against the Vegas Golden Knights, but uh, I guess since something was on the line for Vegas, I guess he felt the need to just, you know, play like he was competing for the Vesno trophy or whatever the case might be. But Overall, guys, you know, at this time of the year, well, you know, we only have one more game uh, remaining, and that's tonight against the Detroit Red Wings when this episode goes live. This uh, part of the season was really just meant to be a tryout 
for next year. I'll, I'll talk more about that momentarily because I do want to give some young guys credit because they are starting to step up their games. But first, it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from our friends at Shady Rays. So Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed double frames, and premium high-end finishes also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. If you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use the code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That code locked on for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by 150K verified five-star reviews. Yes, you heard me correctly. And now the second live read comes from our friends at betonline.net. So betonline.net is your number one source for all your bet stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk more about the young guys momentarily because, like I said before the live reads, this has been more of a tryout for some of the young guys because I said it a couple episodes ago. I said on the bright spot, this could make the preseason and the training camp all that more interesting for the New Jersey Devils if some of these young guys are starting to show flashes of potential. So you had Zetterlin who was able to score in this game. Foote was able to get an assist on uh, Brat's goal. So overall, you start to see the production from some of the young guys and they start to flash you a, a thing or two and you're just like, maybe there's some hope for the Devils come next year because maybe they'll have some more young guys to look to because if you look at someone like A.J. Greer, and in fact, you know what, I'm going to hold off on that real quick because I want to read you a tweet from one of my former colleagues at the Hockey Writer. She's a friend of this show. She's appeared on it before, Christy Flannery. She said, the Utica Comets have released their team awards and some notable winners are... Most Improved Player, Riley Walsh, MVP, Fabian Zetterlin, Best Defenseman, Robbie Russo, MVP, AJ Greer. And to add on to that, Ben Burnell on Twitter said, Worth noting, one MVP award is based on a vote by media members, that one was to Zetterlin, and the other is selected by the coaching staff, which was AJ Greer. So I want to go over the young guys once again. So Most Improved Player, Riley Walsh. I believe Riley Walsh can definitely be uh, do big things for the Devils. I don't anticipate for him to make the roster. He wouldn't be my first choice, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, if he could show you those flashes of brilliance in um, during the preseason or training camp, then Riley Walsh can pretty much be a dark horse to make the roster next year for the Devils. And here's the thing, guys. Um, some Devils players should not feel safe about their job security. So someone like Ty Smith, especially in this game, uh, because Alex Chavancy did acknowledge it, and I think we all saw it, but uh, here's the thing about Ty Smith. If I'm Ty Smith, I am looking over my shoulder, like constantly, because Ty Smith is one of those players on the roster who should not feel safe about his job security. Ty Smith has done nothing to earn back his position of just trying to be an everyday player because he's been a healthy scratch a couple times this year. Uh, at one point during the beginning of the year and then just like a few weeks ago. 
So once again, Ty Smith should be one of those players who should be looking over his shoulder and just saying, maybe my job isn't so safe. Another player, Yanni Kokkonen. And before you come at me, let's just face the music, shall we? Yanni Kokkonen, you know, he's taken a couple steps back in his overall development as well. So, you know, if you're the New Jersey Devils and you're seeing these young guys start to make an impact right away and start to put up, you know, these small types of reductions in these last few meaningless games, then quite honestly, I'm looking over my shoulder and I'm a little nervous because Yanni Kokkinen in 57 games, uh, he has six goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 17 points with a plus minus of negative 10. Okay, so when we compare that to last year, uh, he appeared in 50 games. He had eight goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 25 points, and his plus minus was pretty much the same, negative 11. So Yanni Kokkinen has also taken a couple steps back, albeit he was injured, but once again, healthy scratch at the beginning of the year, and because he wasn't stepping up his game. So once again, when you see these young guys just step up their overall game and show these, um, you know, glimpses of uh, greatness, you know, maybe greatness is overstepping it a little bit, but you you get what I'm saying, potential. Then if I'm a player like Yanni Kokkinen, if I'm a player like Ty Smith, I am sweating bullets right now because I even tweeted this out during the game. Ty Smith has not earned the right to uh, basically be an everyday player come next year. If there's another player uh, in Utica, in the pipelines, wherever the case might be, who steps up their game and shows out in training camp and also uh, preseason, quite honestly. So uh, that's something we'll definitely talk about during the course of the offseason if the Devils maybe move Ty Smith in a deal, uh, you know, just as an add-on. But overall, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're a Devils player and you're someone like Ty Smith and Yanni Kwokinen, you should be very uh, worried. Now, let's get back to the overall discussion about the young guys. MVP, A.J. Greer. Now, A.J. Greer is a little interesting because he's appeared in nine games for the Devils. Uh, the last time he played was in the Colorado Avalanche game, I believe. And he uh, so far has a goal and assist for a grand total of two points. But that doesn't really tell the story about A.J. Greer because we talked a lot about Alexander Holtz getting like 50 points uh, playing for Utica. A.J. Greer did the same thing. In 52 game appearances for the Comets, he has 22 goals, 29 assists for a grand total of 51 points. That's pretty impressive if you ask me because last year he kind of showed that a little bit while playing for the Binghamton Devils because he appeared in 16 games. He had four goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 14 points. So I'm just saying, like, I, I think the coaching staff in Utica is starting to realize that A.J. Greer does definitely has a lot of potential. I'm definitely uh, trying to see what he can uh, do next year if he's given a bigger opportunity. But, you know, there's another guy who could potentially make the roster for the Devils next year. And if he's able to translate what he has done in Utica to next year during training camp or uh, during preseason, I wouldn't be surprised either. And then you look at uh, Fabian Zetterlin, he was able to get a goal this game. So, you know, uh, Fabian Zetterlin adds some size for our fours because he's a big guy coming down the lane. And then when you look at Russo, who was able to win the best defenseman uh, for the Utica Comets, he's appeared in 69 games. He has three goals, 32 assists for a grand total of 35 points. His plus minus is plus 10. And also someone like uh, Nolan Foote. Nolan Foote was criticized while playing for Utica because he took a couple steps back in his development. But the fact that he was able to score a couple goals uh, in the previous game and then get an assist against the Carolina Hurricanes, you see that Nolan Foote is just trying to make an impact for the Devils. So once again, guys, look, 
I get that the last few games have been frustrating, but think of this more as a tryout for the young guys just to see what they could potentially do. So I'm just putting that out there. I get it's frustrating and it doesn't make it any easier. And there's only one more game to go. But at the same time, I've been really satisfied with what I've been seeing out of the young guys and uh, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but if I'm one of, uh, uh, of the players on the Devils roster like Quokinen or uh, Smith, then I'm a little nervous. But just putting that out there, that's way too early to call. So that's just my overall two-cent opinion on the young guys' development so far. So like I do with every post-game reaction, I'm going to give you guys the final stats and then I'm going to rate the New Jersey Devils. So shots on goal differential, 36 to 30 in favor of the Hurricanes. Face-off percentage, 51% to 49% in favor of the Hurricanes. Hurricanes were 0 for 3 in their power plays. Devils were 0 for 2. So this goes back to what I've been saying, which is like, okay, I get that the Devils haven't really been executing all that well, but when you look at the power play, how many successful power plays have we had in the past couple weeks? I would say like, we're like only like two or three for our last, what, like 20, 30, 40. I'm losing count guys. So uh, you can't really blame Lindy Ruff in that sort of aspect. You got to blame someone like Mark Recchi, who's in charge of power plays. So this goes back to what I'm saying, which is like, if Lindy Ruff stays with the Devils, some serious changes is going to have to happen to his staff that surround him. Because if the Devils want to take the next step forward and, you know, basically do what Ryan Graves has been saying, which is they're just a couple uh, pieces away from competing, then you got to make changes to the bench. But I'll save that for the offseason. I'll save that for after the exit meeting interviews. But for right now, that, that's just basically my two cent opinion, which is there's some aspects that you just can't blame Lindy Ruff for. And then hits 19 to 11 in favor of the Devils, blocks 14 to 10 in favor of the Hurricanes, giveaways, the Hurricanes led that department eight to four. So you would think that would give the Devils a failing grade because they gave up three unanswered goals in period number one. At one point, they were trailing the game six to one and all looked uh, hopeless, but they were able to cut it in half uh, late in the third period. Thanks to Jesper Brat and Jimmy VC. But, oh boy, uh, what do I give the Devils? I'm going to have to give them a solid D. Okay, the reason I don't give them an F is just because, like I said, it's just a bunch of young guys. They don't really have a lot to work with. I know the execution could be better. That's why I'm not going to give them a C. But overall, you know, you just got to think of the narrative, which is we're missing a lot of key guys. We got to roll with what we got. And there's really not much to work with. And overall, this is just a trial for some of the young guys to see if they can uh, make the roster next year, or if they could turn some heads in the front office, or maybe uh, get Lindy Ruff thinking a little bit if Lindy Ruff is the head coach next year. But overall, that that's my overall opinion. I feel as though um this game is a d effort for the devils because it wasn't the best game and you know it was definitely one of our worst performing games of the season but at the same time uh the narrative is a little different going against one of the best teams in the nhl and then uh you got to factor in that uh the hurricanes worst is still better than our best for the time being so let me know what you guys think. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts, so leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're uh, listening on a podcast streaming service. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. Give me your guys' thoughts. Do you blame Lindy Ruff for the game? Do you think he's cooked? Do you think he's frazzled? Curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So once again, uh, give me your comments and ask for today's episode. That's all the time I have for you. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.